Frailty in patients discharged from hospital often leads to readmissions, which can be costly for the healthcare system. Many studies have already been published, but physicians still cannot accurately predict who will successfully transition back into the community and who will be readmitted or die. I'm Dr. Ken Flagel, Senior Editor for CMHA, and today we're speaking with Dr. Finlay McAllister, Professor of Internal Medicine at the University of Alberta at Edmonton and Assistant Director of the EpiCore Center. Dr. McAllister and colleagues have just published new research in CMHA looking at the association between frailty using the clinical frailty scale and looking at 30-day outcomes after discharge. Hello, Finley McAllister. Hello, Ken. You have just published a paper in the Canadian Medical Association Journal looking at the propensity of patients who are frail to be readmitted after hospital discharge or indeed to die. I wondered if we could start by you telling our readers what exactly frailty is. So frailty is a multidimensional syndrome involving decreased physiologic reserve and decreased resistance to stressors. So individuals who are frail are at increased vulnerability to um, having adverse outcomes when subjected to stress such as infections, heart attacks, strokes, etc. And how is it normally determined as a patient's getting ready to leave the hospital or during their hospital stay? So frailty can be assessed at any stage, including in the outpatient setting. Uh, the gold standard for assessing frailty would be a comprehensive geriatric assessment. And so that would often involve a multidisciplinary team and looking at various uh, parameters within the patient, looking at physiologic functioning, psychosocial support, psychosocial functioning, and cognitive functioning. In the uh, research literature, there's really two different ways to assess frailty. One is using phenotypic models. So phenotypic models typically rely on one or a set of objective measurements, things like gait speed or grip strength or um, amount of weight loss in the past six months or serum albumin to try and um, dichotomize populations into those who exhibit frailty and those who are not in the frail uh, category. Or there's a second model of, of assessing frailty would be the what's called the cumulative deficit model. And that's the one that actually more closely mimics the comprehensive geriatric assessment. So it takes into account various different domains uh, of frailty. So physiologic functioning, the psychosocial supports and functioning, and the cognitive function. So in your study, you focused particularly on the fate of the patient who is being discharged with regard to being readmitted or to dying. Why was your study necessary at this time? Well, part of it was our interest in the frequency with which patients who are discharged from hospital to the community, there's a very high readmission rate within 30 days. And as you know, that's now a focus of intense interest, um, both for Kaihai here in, in Canada and the uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services in the United States. I mean, in fact, was highlighted as one of the outcomes that should be looked at by the Affordable Care Act as part of, part of Obamacare. So there's a lot of interest in the fact that uh, anywhere between 10 and 25% of patients who are discharged to the community from hospital rebound back to the hospital within 30 days. There are a number of different uh, models to try and predict who's at increased risk of readmission. Some perform better than others. None, unfortunately, is a perfect predictor. One of the better predictors is actually the LACE index, which was 
published in CMAJ about five years ago. But we wanted to see if we incorporated frailty in addition to known predictors such as age and lace index, uh, whether assessing frailty would provide further information and better able us to highlight patients who are at increased risk and perhaps require increased supports to transition from the hospital back to home. So the LACE index was developed to predict readmission. Could you just tell the listeners what's in the LACE index? LACE index is a four-item core, uh, so it's based on length of hospital stay for the index hospitalization, the acuity of hospitalization, so whether the patient for the index hospitalization came through the emergency room or was an elective admission, the Charlson uh, comorbidity score, which is a measure of um, comorbid disease beyond the most responsible diagnosis. And then E stands for the number of emergency room visits within the previous six months. So whatever you did already took account of the predictive ability of the LACE index. That's right, yeah. What exactly did you do in your study? So what we did is we assembled a prospective cohort study of about 500 patients who had been hospitalized on general internal medicine services for a variety of conditions and who were admitted from the community and then were discharged back to the community. So we didn't enroll patients from or going to nursing homes. We also didn't enroll patients who had cognitive impairment or dementia. So we were looking at the 500 um, community-dwelling individuals who had been admitted to general intramedicine and were discharged back to the community. We did the assessment of frailty using both phenotypic uh, measures and the cumulative deficit model, the clinical frailty score, within 48 hours of discharge, and then followed the individuals up at 30 days and at uh, subsequently 90 days with telephone contact to the individual, plus linkage with the uh, electronic health records within the province of Alberta, uh, so we could capture readmissions to any hospital in Alberta, not just the hospital they were discharged from, as well as emergency room visits anywhere in Alberta. And I think we mentioned before that your main outcome measures were the rate of readmission or death. Was it in a particular time frame? That's right, within the first 30 days after discharge. And what exactly did you find? Well, what we found is that patients who were scored as being frail on the clinical frailty score were more likely to um, come back to hospital or be readmitted or to die within the first 30 days after discharge. And that increased risk was maintained when we adjusted for age and sex. But once we adjusted for the LACE index, the apparent um, excess risk from frailty disappeared. Although when we took the more frail patients, so patients with frailty scores of six or higher, so individuals having problems with one or more activities of daily living, so things like um, bathing or dressing themselves, those individuals were at increased risk, almost twofold higher risk of being readmitted or dying within 30 days, even after adjusting for the age, the sex, and the lace score, so that the assessment of frailty did add prognostic information prior to discharge. Have you done any assessment of the readmission or cause of death reason? I'm wondering if there were things that should have been evident at discharge which resulted in this that could have been predicted and indeed prevented. Right. The most common reasons for the initial admission to hospital, the index hospitalization, were the same in our cohort as you actually see for general medical cohorts throughout North America. So it was heart failure, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, pneumonia, and urinary tract infection. The most common cause of readmission was heart failure, followed by COPD and followed by pneumonia as well. So very similar to what's seen in patterns throughout North American cohorts and actually European cohorts as well. 
that of the readmissions, there have been some estimates that maybe as few as 10% of readmissions are actually truly preventable readmissions, and the other 90% reflect underlying disease, progression of the underlying disease, or development of a, a comorbid illness. Sometimes those may be hospital-acquired infections that emerge after discharge. We haven't teased out which of the uh, readmissions in this cohort are potentially so-called preventable readmissions. What would you say is the essential contribution from this particular paper? I think the key point is that assessing for frailty, looking at individuals' ability to complete activities of daily living prior to discharge can identify a group that's at increased risk for readmission or emergency room visits or death in that first 30 days and identify a group that we need to make sure that there's closer follow-up with their primary care physician after discharge, potentially more institutional home care services or supports in the community to help them transition home successfully, and perhaps to flag that maybe those individuals aren't quite ready for discharge directly home and maybe a transition to some kind of subacute rehabilitation facility for a few days or a week or so transitioning from hospital, acute care hospital to home. That would be the next step of the research to actually, and we are going to implement um, increased resources for those individuals and see if we can positively reduce the readmission rate. What do people like me do who I just finished a busy clinic with some chronically ill patients who I don't want to see coming into the hospital? What's in your paper for practicing physicians? nice thing about the clinical frailty scale is it's relatively easy to apply. It doesn't require any special equipment, so you don't have to buy the hand grip strength machine, the dynamometer. You don't have to take the patient into the hallway and walk them for six minutes and then time how long it takes. You can actually do clinical frailty scale from the end of the bed or the end of the clinic based on just simple questions around the um, activities of daily living and the individual's ability to complete those unassisted. The fact that one or two problems with even just one activity of daily living can help flag that an individual's in the frail subtype, therefore is at increased risk, may need to increase supports, potentially consideration of some sort of rehabilitation program. So within my own clinic, in an outpatient clinic, I see a lot of heart failure patients. And so we use the clinical frailty score as a way of flagging individuals who would potentially benefit from um, cardiac rehabilitation. Finley McAllister, thank you. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Dr. Finley McAllister, Professor of Internal Medicine at the University of Alberta and Assistant Director of the EpiCore Center. To read his research article he co-authored, visit cmaj.ca.